I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to this edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. Glenn, how are you today? I am fantastic, and it, this is going to be a great, great time we have here today. I am so excited about the topic that we are going to cover today. This is a real treat for me, and I know it's going to be a treat for you if you're tuning in, and literally wherever in the world uh, that you're tuning in, you're going to know the name of our guest, and you're going to you're going to understand some things that are going on. And Glenn, what I love about this is we talk about kingdom living. Uh, as you as you know, we've been working together on this project about uh, television connected to marketplace ministry. And this is what's so exciting is putting kingdom living into marketplace action, Glenn. It, exactly. And again, you know, I came to Christ and was discipled in Christ in business. So I look at uh, business ministry as, as the key. Because the, the church, the, the building wasn't open. Uh, I wanted to, and, and again, so it was, it was workplace ministers that helped disciple me. And I happened to have one right here in my own company that uh, that that walked with me for uh, a period of time and just really got me in the Word of God. So we, we recognize that workplace ministry is, is generally, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, uh, a great place to, to bring discipleship. And so we have really a, an international figure with us today uh, that's going to be talking about workplace ministry, but so many good things that, that are going to be happening. Yeah, I just want to welcome you. If you're new to the Kingdom Living uh, podcast series, make sure that you check out the repelminute.com. This is the place that you can access a lot of the resources. Glenn, you've been publishing the Morning Repel Minute, a, a, a daily Monday through Friday uh, Bible motivational a quick way, a great way, an excellent way to get your day started in the Word, and uh, just really excited, too, about where the Kingdom Living podcast is now being viewed by literally well over half a million people uh, around the globe as they're understanding who God created them to be. And all this came, Glenn, from uh, where you began with this book that you authored called Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy, because the enemy is always after keeping us down and you're after helping us understand who we are in Christ and getting us into uh, the kingdom living, which is the green line living. And so with that, Glenn, let's, I'm excited. Let's just dive right in. Yeah. And, and as we've been talking in our last podcast about the two trees, the tree of life and really the tree of death. And, and again, as I introduce, uh, and, and this is an honor, this is an honor. Uh, I'm so honored to be introducing uh, our guest, Wally Armstrong. He's a friend, a brother in Christ. Uh, and I've just watched how he just ministered uh, uh, for, for years through being a professional golfer on, on the PGA Tour. He played in over 500 uh, PGA tournaments. Uh, in, in his first tournament as a rookie, he came in fifth in the Masters. Uh, and, and, so, and, and with that, he's used his skill and ability as a golfer uh, to, to, to springboard internationally, speaking 1,500, 2,000 times across the world, uh, internationally, different countries. He's, 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 a, he's a speaker. Uh, but, but importantly, too, he's written a book with Ken Blanchard called The Mulligan. And in this book, uh, I've bought cases and cases of it and given it out over, over the years because uh, the book has impacted my life. And just and it's and and again, I think I'm an example of that life. Where as as I've shared my testimony, 
is my adulterous affair uh, was uh, with business and my selfish desires uh, of myself. And, and again, the book Mulligan really talks about a lot about, uh, about that. And so uh, with this, let me, let me just introduce uh, Wally Armstrong. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, the book uh, is, is just awesome. We have a movie coming out here. And, and Wally, uh, what, what, would, what, how, what, what is a mulligan? Because uh, there's a lot of people that may not even know what a mulligan is. Well, a mulligan, it's really not legal. Um, it is a, uh, a gift that is given to a player by his partners on the first tee. If he hits it into the woods, an awful shot, then his partners can say, take a mulligan. In other words, it's a free shot. It's a second shot for free. And uh, of course, in the Bible, we call that grace. Um, but uh, on the tee, it's a sweet word to hear when you've blown it. Uh, and now you can't ask for one. Uh, it has to be offered, just like the, the gospel, uh, you know, God offers us. And uh, it's such a beautiful parallel, and that's what the book is all about. But uh, the mulligan is a, I guess if there was a song about it, it might be Amazing Mulligan, How Sweet the Sound, that saved a hacker like me. <laughs> so that's kind of what we're, we're all hackers, you know, we're all broken clubs, but uh, we have a, a wonderful opportunity for God to to make us complete, you know, to give us a, a new, make us into a new club. So that's what we share. And Wally, you, you have uh, spoken all over the world uh, as, as a speaker. And, you know, I, I invited you in uh, as a guest uh, uh, where we played golf and, and we gave out the Mulligan book and you spoke uh, to some business people. And one of the things Wally does that is so neat, he, he, he does a training and teaching like no other. He just throws the ball up in the air, hits it, tells you where it's going to go. And just is, is like one of the number one trainers in golf. And he's developed all these golfing uh, training videos and so forth. But again, it is around, he has fun with golf. And one of the things he uses is golf as ministry. And, uh, uh, and, 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 and the whole idea of mulligan. And actually, I know one time uh, he, he's talking about uh, everything, you know, every, every shot should be a mulligan when you play mulligan is, is because <laughs> golf is fun. Uh, now it, when they play at the PGA level, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's not legal to, to, to have a mulligan, but, but in life, uh, grace, as he talks about it is, is, it, is the ultimate mulligan that we get and we need to live. And, and I heard Wally speak in a, several times and, and one of the things he does is, is he tells his story and you might want to just tell a little about your story too. Of, of, of just, you know, it's around, because we've been trained around performance, we have to perform. And if you can kind of talk a little about that, Wally, uh, just how you came up with, with having to have this performance thinking. Well, I, I, um, I had a tough background. I grew up in an abusive situation with an alcoholic father that uh, never gave me any uh, love. Uh, I was always blamed for the problems in our home. I had two younger brothers, but I was, uh, a lonely kid. And I was told that I wasn't worth anything. I was never going to achieve anything. So I like to say I became a human doing. And I, I strive so hard to please my father, uh, which is a common thing for a lot of businessmen. Uh, but I, uh, I found my significance in my performance and the opinion of others. Um, one uh, state championships. Uh, I was number one in wrestling in Indiana, believe it or not. <laughs> And, uh, and then I won the state high school, um, got a scholarship to the University of Florida, uh, got involved with the fraternity, got involved with drinking, got involved with a lot of things that uh, 
uh, I knew I shouldn't be involved in. So I was living a couple of lives. I was the All-American golfer to the coach, but I was this fraternity drunk. But I filled that vacuum up uh, for significance with, uh, you know, I was in student legislature. I was in the athletic council. I was an officer in my fraternity house, uh, Letterman's Club, and uh, just nothing satisfied. And so my senior year, I was captain of the team, uh, and uh, we finished third and second my junior uh, year. And uh, and then I came into my senior year, uh, I injured my back, and I'd heard about these athletes that were meeting called Christian athletes over and I'd always been curious about it because I'd never been to church, never read the Bible. I thought, well, I'll just sit in there and uh, see what it's about. So I never said a word. I just sat in the back and listened. And it was, they were talking about the Bible and stuff. And, and then after the second meeting, they came up and they said, uh, we need some help running uh, the meeting. Would you like to be an officer? And I thought, well, sure, I can do that. I'm, I do that in other organizations. And then uh, this was the turning point in my life because they came back and said, we've We've appointed you as our chaplain. Now, I was the first chaplain that ever lived that didn't have a prayer. Um, you know, there's a there's a scripture that says, who who remains silent is considered wise. So evidently, I never said a word, and I guess they thought I was this Bible student. Um, but anyway, I became a chaplain, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I had to give the devotion the next Sunday, I mean, the next uh, meeting. I went to church, and I went to every Christian meeting I could find on campus, um, and people we're talking about, you You got to know Jesus. You got to, well, what, what does that mean? Or how do you do that? So um, we had a guest speaker the next meeting, uh, a law student, real sharp guy, handsome guy. I mean, he's from, he played golf. He played on the tennis team at Georgia. I wouldn't hold that against him. But anyway, uh, his name was Andrew Crenshaw. Andrew went on to, uh, to be, uh, uh, to go to the, the uh, Congress. He was in the House of Representatives for a number of terms. But he shared that he could have a personal, you could have a personal relationship with Christ. And that was the first time I really realized that, uh, that maybe there is a way to connect with God directly. Uh, after the meeting, I said, I need some help. You seem to have some answers, Andrew. And he invited me to the AD Pi Sorority House for a training for chaplains. So I was dating a girl over there and I can't, you know, I didn't feel like I kind of snuck in there and, uh, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I said, what's this meeting about? He says, it's with Campus Crusade for Christ. And that's when I realized this is getting kind of heavy. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into a crusade, but they. Uh, but uh, it was a training meeting and I was paired up with one of their staff from Alabama, a guy named Davy Jones. And uh, they had a little booklet called the four spiritual laws, the four steps, you know. And he said, Wally, now the greatest thing you can do as a chaplain is to help someone meet Christ. And it's so simple. You just read through this book and there's a little prayer there. So he says, I want, let's practice now. I'll, you read it to me and, and, and then I'll say the prayer. I'll just pretend, you know, and then I'll read it to you. And then you say the prayer. Well, he didn't realize he was really leading me to Christ. Uh, the so, so that's how I got in. I got trained before I got in the, in the, in the, in the swing of things. But, uh, but that's kind of, that was the starting point for me, Carrie. Um, I uh, went to a Campus Crusade uh, training that summer. I, my roommate was Tim Tebow's father, Bobby Tebow. Uh, he was as enthusiastic for Jesus as, uh, as Tim was. Uh, became a Baptist pastor. 
and a missionary to Philippines. So that's kind of how I caught the vision. And then from that point on, um, I just felt like, you know, I'm going to use this game of golf uh, to be a platform to share, share Jesus. But one thing that David taught me, and this has kind of been the theme of all my books and teaching him, is that uh, I was down, uh, he came over to my fraternity house the next day to follow up. And I just seen my coach and my coach could watch me hit just a couple shots and he knew exactly how to help me. And so Davey says, tell me about your coach. And I said, well, he can just watch me hit a few shots and he knows exactly where I need to go. And Davey said, now, listen, that's the way you need to think about Jesus. He wants to be your coach, but if you don't let him see your life, then he can't really interact with you and give you the directions, you know, to help you with your life. So all of my uh, teaching from then on for over 53 years has always been to use golf, the, the metaphor of golf to, uh, to speak about the gospel. So uh, that's the beauty of, of sharing the gospel. You need to get into the, the mindset of the people that you're talking to and find out some things about them. You know, if they're a, a base, if they've been a baseball player, then you can talk about baseball related to golf. I mean, related to uh, the Bible or or whatever. So um, that's my story. Went on the tour, played 300 tournaments, was a part of the tour chapel, and then afterwards uh, started doing uh, golf clinics when I got off the tour in '84 with my son Scott, who was 10 at the time, and uh, we did clinics together for churches. Um, then someone said, that's a good picture of father and son golfing together and talking about Jesus. So I did the first golf instructional videotape for kids and dads. Then I created a line of clubs for titles for kids. And, uh, it was just, it went on and on. God just seemed to open up doors, even in spite of me. <laughs> uh, and, um, with, with the, uh, the writing, the books, the first book I wrote was called in his grip. Uh, with Jim Sheard, uh, that sold about 350,000 copies, and um, and that was the, you know kind of the starting point in my writing um, until I until uh, I met Ken Blanchett, and then that's where the Mulligan book grew out of. Well, let's let's talk a little more about about the Mulligan then too, and and what's uh, happening uh, uh, with with the new movie. So. Uh, Give us a little update because I know you're up there with uh, Pat Boone and, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, things that are happening uh, uh, with with the movie release that that has uh, just happened. So uh, uh, tell us a little about the movie and, and the book. Well, the book was I, I met Ken uh, really not because I wanted to write a book. I met him because I had invented this kids game with tennis balls and clubs and and we called Ken up and said, Hey, this would be a great team building. Uh, game for you with your corporate beam and he sent him some equipment he says oh yeah yeah how can I help so he flew into Chicago and I flew up from Orlando and we met at a country club there and um, we were playing this game and I had been working on a book for kids about an old pro and a, and uh, some kids as a mentoring book but then I thought well maybe I could, the old pro could meet a corporate man that needs a second chance and I said, Ken, would you be interested in maybe a book about a corporate man that needs a second chance? And, and he said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, don't you realize that Jesus was, was the greatest mulligan of all time? And he loved that. He said, oh, I like that. You know, he always goes, yeah. So um, he says, when can we talk about the book? 
And so we got together at Callaway Gardens the next week and started banging it out. Then the book was published by Thomas Nelson and it ran for five years, went out of print. It got a mulligan because I was at the National Prayer Breakfast sitting in the lobby having lunch with my wife and I heard someone talking about golf behind me. And I looked back and I said, hey, you're talking about golf. He says, yeah, I'm a golf pro. I said, well, you know, I wrote a faith-based book called The Mulligan with Ken Blanchard. His wife perks up and says, tell me more about the book because I'm the new president of Zondervan. And I mean, what are the odds of that? There, there aren't odds when you're walking with Jesus. But anyway, so, so uh, she got a hold of the book. Zondervan rewrote the book. And then, uh, and then it went for five years and then it went out of print. So the only way you could get it was in this paperback. They said, we'll print them for you. You can use them in your ministry or work. And so that was the only way you could get it. You couldn't get it on Amazon. It went out of print for about two years. Uh, a friend of mine uh, is a member of Bay Hill and also a new cl a club up at, uh, in Highlands, North Carolina. And he had me up there to uh, speak to the country club at a dinner and gave everyone a mulligan book. Um, his daughter, one of her best friends, is from Charlotte, and uh, her husband uh, works for a movie producer. So um, she gave her friend the book. She took it back to her husband, and he looked at the book and, and shared it with a movie producer, Rick Eldridge, at the Brandywine Country Club in Charlotte. The next week, Rick is in Orlando and has a tea time in front of my tea time at a little nine-year-old course in Winter Park. And so when I came up, he goes, Wally, I just got your book. I mean, this is amazing. Uh, would you ever think about doing a, a movie? So, I mean, it's just it's just interesting how, you, you know, God just works things out. And I think what he, what he taught me through that is I tried so hard to get this book out. I mean, I was selling it. I was trying to market it. And it just never went and it never went. And then finally, I kind of said, okay, Lord, I'll just use these little paperbacks. And who would ever know that it was kind of like he said, okay, Wally, let, let me take over now. <laughs> you just relax. And, uh, and so that's the blessing, I think. Uh, that's the exciting thing about being in business and, and, and walking with Jesus is there. You, you know, he wants to take control. And I don't, I, I think I struggled with that. I think I had, I, I, I worked so hard to try to make things happen. And, uh, and, and I realized that, you know, I just need to let him lead. And, uh, and that's what he showed me through this whole experience. Well, Wally, um, yeah, because, and, and again, knowing, knowing Wally as a friend, uh, this is, he's an authentic, follower of Jesus Christ. And, and it's so neat to see this. And, and, uh, and with what he's speaking is really right. The, the book is, my understanding is not, has sold over 500,000 copies. sold 50,000. 50,000. I'm sorry. I was, I was off. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. we're expecting 500,000. Uh, and, and I know that every time I see you, you're telling me another story of, mm -hmm. of the impact that the book has had internationally and i know you've it's uh been translated into different languages mm -hmm. also uh in in just uh uh tell a little about the movie also is is that 
uh, who's in it and, and a little about the story of the movie? Yeah, the, well, the movie is, is about basically a corporate man that needs a second chance. Uh, he's he's uh, separated from his wife for four or five years. He has a son that hates him. He, uh, he's got a million dollar business. He's caught up in his business. That's, it's all about his success. And, uh, and he hires a CEO to, uh, to do some uh, work in Asia. And the CEO is a crooked guy. And um, he's trying to hook the corporate man up in a tournament with a um, an Asian man from Singapore who flies over for this event. And he says, you know, you need to touch base with this guy. We want to do a merger with him. Uh, and uh, the crooked man is uh, that he's hired is is doing it selfishly because he's going to take over that company for another one. Um, so he goes to this pro-am and he gets paired with Tom Lehman and um He's way over his head in his golf. He thinks he's like a scratch player, but he's really a hack. And he ends up blowing up and breaks his putter over his knee uh, on the ninth hole. And Tom Lehman, his playing partner in the Pro-Am, uh, comes up and says, you're just not that good to get that mad. Um, that's kind of the breaking point in his life because he realizes he needs help. And Tom, the pro, says, uh, go see the old pro. He's a mentor of mine. Uh, he can help you with your uh, with your golf game, but what you did back on that green shows me that you need a lot more help than just your golf. So the rest of the story and the movie is about this beautiful relationship that the corporate man, who is is uh, Paul, is Eric Klaus, uh, and the old pro is Pat Boone, and Pat's eighty seven, and uh, so the uh, the corporate man goes up and he meets Pat. Uh, we call him well done. Um, and, uh, and the rest of the story is about their wonderful relationship where he flies into uh, uh, the Currakee Country Club in North uh, Georgia to, for lessons from the old pro, but he gets more than lessons. And uh, so the book is about uh, the old pro uses the metaphor of golf uh, to, uh, to explain the gospel to him. And that's what's you know in the book. Um, we're finding that with golfers, uh, there are so many stories. Uh, I had one gentleman who's who I met uh, at a, in a Christian financial conference, um, who's in the business, uh, and he shared with me that his father, uh, his stepfather, and his father on their deathbeds he gave them each a mulligan book and both of them came to christ before they passed away just because it's so simple and they were golfers so they got it and uh that's the beauty of the book it's 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 not complicated but we i think sometimes make it so complicated yeah yeah, yeah. that's so good wally uh, do, do you want to share just uh one, one or two of those uh, uh stories that that uh uh, our testimonies of, of people that have been impacted by the book. Yeah, I just, I've got a couple here. I, I just share with you. Here's, this is one from a doctor who received the book. Um, and uh, he says, the book was so profound in my life. The main character could have been me. And I had to take a step back. And uh, I absolutely love the, the foundation that he shares about. Now, 
the solid shots in my life is, is I could clearly hear his advice. And I realized that so many times I push too hard in business and I don't take enough time to look at the things that are really important. So I took more time off recently to spend time with my family and I'm leaving a little earlier in the evenings to spend more time at home. <laughs> so uh, he says, uh, Mulligan, I, I still find I get a little bit too stressed out, but I realize I need to put my problems in God's hands. I still need to do a better job. Then he says, the way the book describes God is your best friend and how he makes it so simple to have a conversation with God. That really resonated with me. It has increased my conversations with God and it definitely made me more uplifted. Um, and then he goes on to say, I've read the book twice. I'm, a third time is coming. I've told everybody about it. Uh, and he says, uh, a number of people have thanked me and they're passing it on to others. Um, and then he says, I'm, I'm uh, in the process of buying a, a boat and I'm going to name it the uh, ultimate mulligan boat. So that's one. Uh, another is, uh, it's, it's not just for, uh, you know, for adults, but uh, it, it changes the lives of, of young people. Here's just a story from a, a college lady golfer um, who's her coach was one of my best friends. I've known him for 25 years and he passed away suddenly. And um, she went on to share that uh, she was one of his players. I've been meaning to send this text to you for a long time, but I've never been quite sure what I wanted to say. I think I figured it out now. It didn't occur to me that when coach talked about Wally, other than one of coach's really good friends, it wasn't until the funeral that you mentioned the book, The Mulligan. Now, it, this is funny of how God works. The Mulligan was a book I based my high school valedictorian speech on. But it was also a book that helped me get to a new level in golf. I think without some of the tips and stories of that book, I would never have actually considered playing college golf. So I wanted to say two things. Thank you for being an amazing friend to coach. He was always so happy when he talked about you. Thank you for writing the Mulligan because I don't know where I'd be without it. So that's, these are the things that always made me want to cry because you think, you know, you could change a life and you don't have to even be there. Uh, and, uh, and that's what I'm so excited about this movie uh, because it does share this incredible story and it shares the truth of the gospel. One of the things that uh, Pat Boone, I just, you know, watched a little podcast from him. And um, he's done so many movies. Uh, and he said the thing he likes the most about this movie is that through this story, it, it really presents the gospel so clearly and, and, and not in an abrasive way, you know, but in a way that, um, that people will embrace and they'll hear the gospel. And, and, uh, and there's a very clear of how you can make that decision to, uh, to receive Christ as your uh, Savior and Lord, but in the book we say, uh, you know, once you make that decision to receive him, then he doesn't leave you to kind of struggle with the rest of your life. Um, he comes to that first tee the next day, and then he wants to walk with you as your caddy. So you watch TV today, uh, those players, even at the Masters or any of them, I don't think they could break 80 if they didn't have a caddy. They are so dependent on these. But the beauty of a caddy is, you know, he knows the course. 
He knows your game. He knows what club to give you. Uh, he's there to encourage you. He's there to guide you know, and all those things parallel so closely the walk that we can have with Jesus. But for me, I never realized that. I went 34 years uh, living in shame, feeling like I was never good enough for God. Now, I knew he loved me because that's, you know, that's his job description. <laughs> but I didn't think he liked me because I didn't like myself. And so I struggled with never feeling good enough. And subconsciously through counseling, I found that I took the face of my dad and, and put that on the face of Jesus for 34 years. And so I really struggled with him. I never felt good enough. I never felt like I was doing enough. And so uh, I just transferred all my vigor, you know, from my golf, the disciplines to being, you know, a Christian. And so uh, it wasn't until uh, 34 years after I accepted him that I finally realized that he just wanted to be my friend and, uh, and just to talk and walk. Um, and that's a huge, huge moment in my life. And that's why I'm so excited about the movie because it clearly uh, lays out as, as Paul, the corporate man decides to follow Jesus. Then he, then, um, Pat Moon just very clearly says now, you know, he wants to be your friend. And, uh, and that's the message that, I mean, that's why we were created is to have a friendship with God. I mean, the whole design of the whole thing. He didn't want a bunch of servants, a bunch of people running around doing all kinds of stuff, but he wanted to be involved through his Holy Spirit to, to give us the power to lead us, to live his life through us, um, which is hard to do a lot of times. Well, again, see, that's been, Carrie, our, our theme all along in our podcast in Kingdom Living is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Uh, coming to dwell in in inside uh, this temple, we're hearing the temple around with us, and I know that Wally also uh, he recognizes that, and, and that's a part of where if he does a clinic with with a group of business people and so forth, he'll ride along in the golf carts with the people and switch carts and so forth because he just wants to be with the people because he's carrying that temple with him too and just share and talk with the people. Because uh, it's not about the golf game as much as uh, the lessons that they're learning in life. And I think that's a, a major part of the mm -hmm. mulligan in the book is we have become so performance based uh, that, and, and I just remember hearing this uh, from, from uh, Wally at a couple of times I've heard him speak, uh, is that we're grace-based. We're, we're under grace and not under the law. And so Wally, um, what are some of the, uh, the, uh, the tool, uh, how can they, how can they get the, the, the book and some of the, the other yeah. materials that you've, you've got also? Well, we have the, the book. We have a new website uh, called mulliganclub.org. And we created that so that it could be a central portal for golfers that maybe in ministries or in churches. or And they want to go and they want to get some resource materials on, you know, how do I share my faith through golf? You know, how do I use that metaphor? How can I get a book to give out? I mean, I had a man... A business friend of mine, he ordered 200 Mulligan books. He sent 100. He just told me today he sent 150 of them out all over the world. He had a, a person that he sent one to in London. And the guy called him back and says, thank you so much. That meant so much to me. Uh, so there are men like that, that, you know, they, they, if you give it to a person as a gift, they'll usually read it. 
Um, so the Mulligan book is something that they can get on the, uh, on the uh, website, mulliganclub.org. Um, we've had a lot of tournaments uh, that, you know, the businessmen will donate, like they'll buy a hundred books and give them to a charity tournament and say, that's their way. I mean, charity tournaments are always hitting up, you know, businessmen, you know, well, can you buy for some, can you, well, maybe I not, may not even be playing golf, but he can say, Hey, why don't I, why don't I get you some Mulligan books to give out to everybody, you know, instead of just giving you money. Um, not that money is not important, but, and then the other thing we have is that we've just come out with this. This is called a, uh, the Mulligan journal and it's insights from the old pro and it's 52, uh, uh, little writings about the mulligan, different topics. Uh, so you start out with one and it has a page like a devotional, but then it gives a person uh, a couple of questions. And then uh, we want people to chew on those, chew on that concept for a week. And then you can write out maybe what you're learning about it. So it's a real, it's a way to show progress. Uh, and it's a way to kind of, in the back of it, it has a place to write prayers and the date. And uh, um, so we're excited, you know, they can get both of these together are going to be a great combo that you could give someone. They could start their journey or you could have in a small group. Uh, one church uh, called us. They've invited uh, the whole church going to the, the movie and then they want to start a Sunday school class, you know, based on the book after they see the movie. So there's so many creative ways uh, to do it. Um, but like Glenn said, I think uh, just giving it out as a gift, especially to people that are, you, you see a man that's struggling, he's been through a divorce or he's been, he's struggling with health problems or he's got someone that's a golfer that's, that's maybe on his deathbed, you know. Um, I, I've seen that happen. And uh, it's, it's, it, is, it isn't about me. It isn't about Ken Blanchard. You know, God, God really has put it together. And uh, you just feel so blessed that uh, that he's using it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and, and I've walked with Wally through this because he's been talking about uh, the potential of a movie for, for many years and to see as he stepped to the side how the Lord just <laughs> came in and just here it is mm -hmm. and how God's using us. And so, and, and again, the, the book also, uh, as we're talking before we came on air, uh, the idea is, is sometimes we're trying to get somebody to church. Many times you need a resource uh, that can, that you can utilize. And so uh, this is one of those resources uh, because uh, th that you can give to somebody and, and it touches their heart and their lives. And so uh, while he's, every time I see him, he's telling another story uh, and, and he's getting all kinds of emails and, and texts about people that have used the book, that have come to Christ. And so Wally, what an honor to have you on on, on our on Thank our show you. today, and and uh, uh, you can also go to linksplayers.com, linksplayers.com, and this is a ministry that Wally set up also uh, with with the mm -hmm. professionals around and around the country. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's he's been speaking with the the, the pros, and uh, uh, yeah. and so, so that's been a major ministry of his uh, mm -hmm. over the years. Yeah, so. Links Players, uh, Glenn is. Uh... It's designed for uh, men that are members of country clubs. So there are over 300 country clubs in America that have small group uh, corporate businessmen meeting at the club. And it's a lot easier to kind of get a guy 
that's a member of the club and say, hey, why don't you come to our little group? And you know, we're meeting down in the down in the men's grill, you know, Thursday morning. Um, there's a great story about that. Um, there were two men that were members of Cherry Hills, which is the most famous club in Denver. It's where they've had, I played the US Open there. And two men met at that club and they started praying for the membership of that club. And they put a little notice up, you know, and then the next week, another guy came and then another guy came. And then they had too many guys. They split off and did it another day. Then they split off and did it. They had one going every day of the week. Then they started a church. And it's it's the largest church. I think it's one of the largest churches in Denver now. But it grew out of two men, two businessmen praying for a country club. Because, you know, that's where the movers and shakers are of most of your cities. Most of your corporate leaders, you know, are members of some country club. And so, you know, I hear a lot of times guys will, they'll retire and they'll say, uh, you know, well, I'm so glad I'm going to get out of that club. It's nothing but a bunch of drunks. And I said, and I like to tell him, I said, you know where Jesus would be? He would be in that bar at that country club, see, because those are the people that need the Lord. There's so many men in there that are, they're lonely. You know, they're sitting at a bar, they're playing poker, they're playing gin and they're looking for a friend, you know, and, and, and that's what Jesus did. You think about it. He was just a friendship building person, drove the disciples crazy. I mean, they had a schedule and then, you know, they'd be going somewhere and then he'd stop and talk to Zacchaeus or talk to a leper. He wasn't in a rush because he lived for the sake of others. And that's, of course, what Jesus' great commandment was, love God and love others. And so um, that's a simple command, but do it with him. I think for me, I kind of did it alone for 34 years now. You know, I like to just talk to Jesus and say, okay, let's, what's on the agenda today? And, and help me to slow down, help me to, to focus in on, on people like you did. Um, and uh, those are simple prayers. I mean, those are prayers that will be answered. <laughs> if you, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you want a safe prayer, say, help me to be a better husband or help me to be a better friend. Um, and uh, that's the, where you get the joy of the Lord, you, the adventure of walking in business, you know, when your purpose is a lot higher and deeper than just making a dollar. Uh, because, you know, someday um, I was with a Swedish, not a Swedish, I was, with, I was playing golf with a, a man from Iceland. Uh, he was a pastor, 17,000 members of his church, but he loves, loves golf. And I was sharing this story with him. And he said, he had a man like this Paul and this corporate man who was so wrapped up in his life. And, uh, and he says, I took him to a cemetery. And we looked at a couple of gravestones. And I said, you see, there's, there's two dates here. See, there's one, there's one where you're born and there's one where you die. And he says, we're all going to die someday, you know, and there's going to be a date there after it. But he says, what are we doing between right now? And when that last date goes, that's what counts right now. Because you can't change the past, but you can certainly, you know, change and the future. And uh, so anyway, that was a, that's a great lesson. that uh, it, it speaks a lot to my heart to, uh, to seize that opportunity every day to, to, uh, to realize that, you know, not, none of this stuff that we're building is going to, we're going to take with us, but only those lives that we can touch with Jesus. Amen. 
Yeah, well, Wally, thank thank you. What what a pleasure to have you on uh, on our podcast today. And uh, thank you. Uh, and, and those that are are watching, uh, uh, you can get the book. It's in uh, German, Spanish, uh, Chinese, and Japanese. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so yeah. so we're just uh, thankful for Wally. And and really, again, this is workplace ministry. He's taking uh, something he's done and just and again, he used the word retirement. Uh, is is that there is no there is no retirement? Is no. that uh, we're here to fulfill the great commission uh, to, uh, to to bring the king? God's looking for sons and daughters to manifest the earth, the king, to bring the Absolutely. kingdom of God now to this earth. And so, with that, and that's been a, a roll call of our our yeah. teachings that we've been doing is Absolutely. is to, is to bring bring it now and again that's what's so neat about business because because we can speak into people's lives because we're meeting people all the time uh and if we retire we're retiring out of that so many times people are retiring and they die uh and again we're talking about uh, in our last podcast never die we're going to be continuing uh, about that also uh so uh Absolutely. carrie uh we we just uh, appreciate this and uh wally thank you so thank much thank you carrie one other thing carrie when you were talking about that, you know, Ken Blanchard, dear friend, he has a book called Don't Retire, Refire. And so that's what uh, I was sharing about the country clubs. Retire. Okay. Now you don't have to go to work. So your work can be go to that club and play with a new guy each week, you know, and be a friend. Start being a friend to some of these younger uh, members that are, you know, starting at a club. They don't know anybody. There you go. You know, uh, as you say that, Wally, it reminds me of a, of a mutual friend that uh, Glenn and I have named Dr. Dave Robinson, and he calls it a little yellow sticky uh, note uh, kind of uh, 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 reminder uh, that he uses as a guidepost in his life. And he, and he, what he writes on that note, note is, Lord, help me be sensitive uh, to those that I'm going to run into today because it's an opportunity for ministry. And that's why we talk so often in the Kingdom Living Circle about the uh, importance of marketplace ministry because we're dealing with generations that are unchurched uh, just because of, you know, prayer has been kicked out of school, prayer has been kicked out of all these different locations. And so often you really are the only Jesus somebody is going to meet. And if you're, you have to be equipped and be on assignment for that. And this is why this is such an important uh, ministry that you're doing, Wally mulliganclub.org is the resource there. And we're going to make sure that we link that on Glenn's site, therepleminute.com, because this is so important to everything we're talking about uh, in terms of marketplace ministry, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. I would share one other thing. There's, um, you know, when I started sharing this concept of Jesus kind of being more of a friend, being there all the time. So I, I, got word from a, a lawyer from over in Tampa. He, he's the head man of a, of a big group of lawyers within his firm. And every time he negotiates with someone from outside the firm, they have a big meeting table and he'll sit down and he always has an open chair next to the man he's negotiating with. And then he'll always say, before we get into talking, he says, I want you to know that my Savior and Lord Jesus is sitting in that chair. And everything that I share today 
I'm, I'm aware of his presence and I'm going to be honest with you. And then he just leaves it at that. <laughs> and I was thinking that that's a pretty bold, bold way to do it. But gosh, can you imagine the witness that would be to someone? Um, and so I'm not saying that everybody has to do that. Um, but there's another, um, another gentleman here in town, uh, that, uh, was the, the main CEO of a, of a company in town. And, um, he would always tell like the vendors that were coming in, he would say, I'll give you a half an hour of my time, but you need to give me 10 minutes of your time when we're finished. <laughs> and so, um, you know, they would finish their time. And of course this guy's going to go, you know, what is he going to sell me? And then he would say for the next 10 minutes, I just want you to tell me about you. And so he has built, that was his ministry. Uh, and he didn't, talk about Jesus or anything, just listen to their story. And then say, would you like to talk some more? Here's my number. And out of that, it grew a whole ministry of marketplace um, to men. And um, so there's just a lots of different ways of, uh, that uh, we can witness in the marketplace. And uh, Absolutely. And it is, it is what we're called to do. And so Glenn, uh, thank you so much for uh, inviting your friend uh, Wally to join us. I can't wait to see the movie personally. I'm looking forward to reading The Mulligan, and I know uh, the listeners and viewers are thinking the same. So again, mulliganclub.org is where you want to go for that, and we'll make those links available also on the repleminute.com because that's where you'll want to go to not only pick up, uh, you can actually have Glenn's daily Monday through Friday, The Repl Minute, sent directly into your email box. What a great, powerful way to start your day, uh, biblically motivated on the kingdom living uh, path. And uh, also all of the kingdom living podcasts, they're available. You can uh, just peruse and, and, and work your way through them. They're absolutely worth checking out. Everything is there for you at therepleminute.com. And Glenn, before we leave today, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't stop down and pray for everybody that's been viewing the message, that's going to be touched by the message. We want to pray for the success of the, the movie and the book in terms of ministry and the lives, the countless lives it's going to be touching because uh, as you know, with marketplace ministry, there is no limits. And I just can't believe this is going to continue to go and grow, Glenn. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Father, so many times uh, we're seeking other avenues for our fulfillment. Uh, we've been hurt by our earthly fathers. Uh, we suffer lack. We got shame. We got guilt. Uh, and we just know that the answer is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who redeemed us out of the performance and, and gave us the, the precious gift of grace gift. And he's given us his righteousness. And he's given us life abundantly now. And he's just put that robe of righteousness on us. And Father, we just lift up Wally. We lift up this movie, uh, Mulligan, uh, the, the teaching that goes with it, and all the lives that we'll be hearing and reading and watching, uh, the marriages uh, that will be restored, the lives that will be changed, and the mm -hmm. impact that's going to happen all over the world uh, because your word does not return void. Mm -hmm. We see healing and restoration happening. And we just thank you. We praise you in the name of Jesus.
Thank you, Glenn, uh, so much. And thank you, Wally, for joining us today. Uh, it's just always a privilege just to be around and listen to kingdom living believers who are really excelling at the ministry that God has called them to do. So we look forward to seeing you on the next edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast. We'll see you then.